everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we will be talking about episodes three and four of The Bad Batch. We love our Bad Batch babies. I think we are becoming absolute stands of this show. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good. Um, but before we get into that, um, did want to bring up some things that we've spoken about before. I have officially started reading the Dark Crystal novels. Mm -hmm. Alex is 100% correct. They're amazing. They're great. They're really cute. They're soft. They are really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Kyan? Or what what is this? Is it Kylan? I say Killen, but I don't know. Like, am I saying it wrong? Well, the reason I ask is because I just read a book that was Callan, and I kept reading it as Kylan. Okay. And I, I, I get, when I'm a, like, I slightly it, dyslexic. <laughs> I see Killen, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember, like, in the show, did they say Killen? I think it's Kylan. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have to rewire my brain. I know. That's how I am every <laughs> time. Um, but he is Precious Baby, who loves trees and plants and writes words and sings songs. Yeah. Like, I, I love Song that. Song of the Dark Crystal. He's uh, Baby. And yeah. Naya. Naya's very good. I love her little her little eel. He's mm-hmm. adorable. Oh my gosh. Just, yeah. Her yeah. Eel. Like it's it's great. So Alex is correct. Everybody should always listen to Alex with her book recommendations because it's amazing. Um you just picked up the most recent one. No. Um I'm on the third I'm on the third one. There's a fourth one. It's not the mm, most recent. Okay. I got the mm. third one. Yeah. It has like a pirate skexy on the Yeah. <laughs> it has an earring. It like looks really pirate. It, you know what the covers remind me of? Um, do you remember, like, the old Disney fairy books? Disney fairy books? Yeah, they were, like, super stylized. No, I don't know anything about these. I, I, know, I know, like, you don't go here, but, like, there was a Disney fairies before, like, the Pixie Hollow versions. Oh. Um, yeah, I saw a TikTok so about it recently. is this like Dark Crystal? Because these, these books came out before the show. Um... No, well, they're not canon for like the Pixie Hollow stuff. Okay, but like I, I, I didn't like it's read not like them. the same creatives that worked on it. No, yeah, okay. like they, they, this, these were like the Tinkerbell books, but then they did like the Pixie Hollow stuff, and they like changed okay. everything. So were um, they good? Well, I didn't read them, but I watched a TikTok about them, okay. and like I've seen all the art, and that the art reminds me a lot of it. Okay, um, and okay. one was about a fairy who didn't have wings because she got them wet to save a baby bird, and then the baby <gasps> bird stays with her, so she uses the baby bird to fly. I might be incorrect on some of those. She but... uses the baby bird to fly. Yeah. Um, that's a thing. No, they're like, it's like animal companion. I, I'm probably mixing things up, but they were like darker. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's what and it reminds me And they were Disney. Of. Like, they were Disney press. Like, yeah. See, um, like, like I know Andy's listening, and her and Gina probably know these things. <laughs> 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 but that's what they remind me of. This is, That's what they remind me of. Um, but then also with books, um, Alex read uh, the new Thrawn novel. Greater good. So this is going to be us talking about it. Alex, what did you think of this book? It was fine. Like, it was just, it was just a book. It yeah. It, like, I, I kind of feel like it was, like, the old trilogy. Like, I didn't really care about it. Thrawn wasn't really in it very much. There were some interesting, like, customs and traditions kind of introduced. 
I wasn't, like, attached to the characters. Like, why? Like, what happened to Arlani? Like, why wasn't she in it as much? Yeah, I don't... And, and Cherry... Don't you think that they could have given... So, like, the subplot with, like, those other family members. Yeah. Do you think that could have been given to Ar- Arlani? I wish. Like, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I think. I I don't know why why the first Thrawn book in this new series... Why focus on, like, those, those like, the chiss women, and then this book kind of dropped that? Yeah. I... Honestly, the last chapter with whatever dude, I can't ever remember his yeah. name. The dude. Yeah. I, I don't know his name either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That, to me, was, like, the only thing that mattered. Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay... Because, like, uh, it's, like, a big regime type of thing. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that'll have consequences. It, it, yeah, exactly. But I I find this, that Zahn is just unfocused. Like, it's, like, what what are you focused? Like, what is the point? Yeah, I don't really know where we're going. Like, you have this strong first book that is, like, really highlighting, like, kind of, like, a matriarchal society and, like, these really smart just women who are all really different and then completely like like going on a different path with the second book like what is the point like what are you trying to say yeah i don't i don't like how do these two books connect like how like they don't feel like they're the same series at all yeah no i agree with that but moving on from that the other big recommendation that we have is miss olivia rodrigo Dropped her debut album, (laughs) Sour. Alex, how many times have you listened to this album? A lot. Like, I think, like, I've probably listened to it at least 50 times. It is better every time I listen to it. I cannot believe the emotional depth of an 18-year-old. To me, it's it's the order of the songs. Yeah. It's very good. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. The the order (laughs) is great. Um, yeah. She just, like, brings you back to being a teenager, but in a really um, reflective, like, retrospective way, which is, like, crazy because she's 18. Like, she is, right. like, not out of her teenage years, yet she is so reflective. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, like, that, that's what we were talking about. Like, I, I feel like... Well, and you mentioned her mother is a therapist, which (laughs) helps um, her kind of figure out her emotions a little bit. But I do feel like um, Gen Z and, like, this generation is more reflective about, like, their own, like, mental awareness and their, like, their emotions and all of that. Um, And I think you really do see that with Sour. And honestly, like, you said it, I and I agree, I cannot believe this is a debut album. Like, Mm -hmm. she knocked it out of the park. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Oh, God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think Favorite 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 Crime's my favorite song. Yeah, that is a good one. I think it, like, cemented when I saw the Annie Della edit on TikTok. This is true. This is true. I, so I actually think my favorite song is Brutal. Um... It's Which just, is a different feel from the rest of the album, like, completely. It, it like, doesn't that, feel like the rest of the That's why I feel like album. it doesn't necessarily count. Because it's, like, I love the the angsty 2000s pop-punk sound. Like, mm-hmm. that was my life. <laughs> um, 
Um, that's why I really like brutal. But I'd say other than that, probably happier. Yeah. I think. Happier yeah. is so good. <laughs> and then I saw it's I saw the TikTok that was Traitor and Burn from Hamilton. And like someone was like, these are the same songs in different fonts. And I yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But I had to so I've been thinking about this. I, I mentioned to Alex that it might be fun to do a an episode, whether it's like alongside with the Bad Batch or whatever, of assigning Star Wars characters sour songs. And I thought of one in it. Are you gonna say it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think there's two different perspectives for this song, but they are about the same gentleman. Um, it's good for you. Is about Dooku, and it can be sung by either Jocasta New or Ventress. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a lot of these songs can be related to a lot of characters in Star Wars. <laughs> um. But but don't you think like because Dooku is like this? He's a count. He just goes yeah. off. I, but I also, I also think Good For You could relate to any character who changes sides. And it's from, This is true. Like, think about Lost Stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, all Sour could be Lost Stars, I think. It could. It, oh. <laughs> I... I also feel like almost all of Sour could be... Han, Kira, and Leia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just... <laughs> it's, it's very good. It's hard because, like, Star Wars doesn't really focus on, like, that romance, right? So there's not, like, a lot of... I mean, like, it, you can focus on the Star Wars romance if you want to, if you squint. No, of course, of course, of course. You of can, course. like, I, yes. pull a lot of things. Yes. No, I, I was going to say, like, there's not a lot of, like, love triangle yeah. Things. But you could still pull them out. Like I, I was also Well, thinking, there's the battlefront one, I guess. You know what I was thinking about too? Um I feel like Good For You is a Tross Rose song. Or Enough For You. Enough for you. Rose. A Tross Rose song. Yeah. Because Finn is just like so over it. I know, but like my head kind of is like, I know. like she's over him because like ugh. Yeah, no, I... But, like, in, okay, to be clear, when I'm reading fic, like, I love reading Finn Rose, like, happy Finn Rose, but I'm oh, annoyed about Tross. Like, I'm yeah, just annoyed. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I completely <laughs> agree with that. Um, but, yes, Sour is amazing. If you haven't listened to it, go do it. Um, it's emotional. Like, <laughs> my mom and I were going to run errands, and I didn't put on any music in the car because I, I just couldn't decide, and I'm like... I don't think she would like Sour because she doesn't like sad songs. Like, she doesn't like it when I play our Raylo playlist. Oh, my God. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but. Why? Still, <laughs> she just. Like, she doesn't want to feel sad? No, she doesn't. She doesn't like, like I, to feel I, emotions. I, like, <laughs> I feel like I listen to sad so that I can, like, feel that emotion safely. Like, it's, like, a safe way to, like, feel sad. No. Yeah. She doesn't do those things. It's, like, I'm not going to put myself through all that heartbreak. But if I can just, like, feel it for, like, half an hour while I listen to Sour, like, then that's a safe, like, distance. 
<laughs> no, like she listens to like the Crazy Rich Asians soundtrack mostly. Oh, that is okay. Their version of Yellow is really good. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, please go and listen to Sour. Um, but getting into Star Wars now, because we are a Star Wars show, but this is our show and we can talk whatever we want. Um, news that wasn't actually news. Uh, Dave Filoni is now the executive creative director. Apparently this happened last year. Really? Yeah, I was reading the article. Oh. Like, it happened quietly. Um, and then okay. they just, like, fans, like, finally noticed or, like, they just updated the page or something. So everybody thought it just happened. Um, but still... Yay for Dave Filoni. Good for him. (laughs) Um, But also, we got this week that uh, the previously announced Mandalorian spinoff, Rangers of the New Republic, is not currently in active development, which is, with its future, unclear. Good. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) I mean, like, there's a few different things we need to think about when we're thinking about this show. Because there's the obvious Cara Dune that she was supposed to be the main character of this show. Mm-hmm. But then you you remove her from that, and you're like, well, this show could probably go on with a different character. But you're also... If this show still went on, you're basically doing a space cop show, I yeah. think. So that's the other issue, which I think it's a good choice that they stopped it. I'm, I'm pretty surprised that they did, because I... I Honestly, like, my my thoughts are Lucasfilm probably wouldn't have really thought this through very much. And no, just they're gone a little tired of. Yeah, yeah, they would have just gone forward with it um, and had, like, they would have brought Cobb Vanth in or something. Which, give me a Cobb Vanth show, but you don't need to make him a ranger. Like, that's... No, he could still be in Book of yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah. This is what mm-hmm. I'm holding out for here. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree. Like, I... I, like, 100% expected it to be, like, a Cara Dune show, and I I feel like that's probably why it fell through, but I didn't think about the cop angle. That's also very true. And then you have, like, a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is ending this year, Mm -hmm. and, like, I think there's reasons why it's ending this year, and uh, and I'm interested to see, like, how they do end it, if they'll, like, walk out or anything, Um, but... Yeah, I think it's good that they canceled it, because that that is an issue, obviously. Yeah. Well, and, like, if they want to tell... I mean, the whole thing about, like, the New Republic and all of that, like, they've kind of... It ties into Poe, you know? Yeah. Like, have they not... The Poe comics. Yeah. Like, have they not, like, really talked about it? I mean, obviously, they could do more with it. um, But when it comes to, like, that era... I'm more interested in the politics, honestly. Like, because oh. that's what you see in the books. Like, it, it's yeah. so rocky. And, like, it's so hard for the Republic to, like, really get off the ground. And that's why mm-hmm. these other things are allowed to happen. Um, kind of, I, I would love something that kind of leads into, like, that bloodline territory, yeah. you know, kind of like, thing. I mean, I love prequels politics, too. And, like, to get what we get from the prequels more in the Bloodline era. Like, because mm-hmm. we only have Bloodline, basically. Like, yeah. it's the only thing. And, like, love or hate the Padme books, um, Queen Shadow does have some really good political stuff in it. Yeah. Well, and I think 
that was a big complaint with the sequel trilogy is that people didn't really know like what the galaxy was doing or like what yeah. was going on. You know, like Hosnian Pl- Prime blows up and we're and like, you're like, what oh, is that? Like, and then with Resistance, <laughs> they make you rewatch that, but through Kaz's eyes and he's from yeah. there. So there's more impact. There's definitely more impact there. But like the majority of people don't watch Resistance, which is a shame because yeah. Resistance is amazing. We should do a Resistance rewatch. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, there's a lot that they could do with that gap. And uh, Rangers of the New Republic is not the only thing. And yeah. I think that there are much better things that they could do. And, like, the other thing is, is there's so many shows coming that I would rather them, like, drop one and focus on the all the ones they're juggling. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels like there's too many shows. Yes, it does. Like, I'm like... Do they, like, do they have their hands too full? Like, dropping one is a good choice, I think. Hopefully they're not replacing it, and they're just focusing on everything they have. Like, I forgot the other day that there's going to be a Lando show. I know. I keep forgetting about it. And, like, it sounds like, you know, because, like, they've got, like, their writing team and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it sounds like it'll be interesting, Mm -hmm. but if they were going to drop another one, that's another one that I would be okay with, because I don't know what that's gonna be about i want to see lando like i think I mean, lando I and Ak- i think i'm like like besides the ones that are like nearing completion which are cassian and kenobi i'm talking about like the ones that are in development right now right i think i'm most excited for lando and acolyte this oh, is true yeah this is true like if really what i'd like them to drop is ahsoka, ahsoka but they're not gonna do that <laughs> no well i just <laughs> I will never not understand why it's just not an animated show. Yeah. I, it's I, really that sad. Make any sense it's to really, me. It's, it's really sad. It's um, just, I don't know. And like you said, Book of Boba Fett, there's like that potential that Cobb is going to be in it. So I'm like, yeah, I give it to me. Like, yeah, well, and like Ming-Na Wen's going to be in it, mm-hmm. um, which we're going to talk about Ming-Na Wen a little bit today. And Tamara Morrison is amazing. Yeah, no, it's... I... I I don't I don't know how to feel about that show still, but I yeah. I, I like Boba Fett Fair. more than I thought I was gonna like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. We we reclaimed him a little bit, um, I feel like. And like and Kenobi's gonna drop eventually and Cassian, like Cassian. I would love for them to, to mention Cassian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's just, still happening because there were those leaked, leaked photos. Oh yeah, of they Diego just don't ever talk about it. So it is happening, thankfully. Yeah. But anyway, um, now to talk about what we're all here for, and that is the Bad Batch, the Bad Boys, so our Bad Boys, <laughs> our Sad Batch, Bad Boys plus Omega. <laughs> um, so these two episodes are called Replacements and Cornered, and. I love this. I love them so much, Alex. I just, they're a family. They really, they really are. This show is really well written. It's really cute. Like, I just, the way, it's written like season one of Mando. Like, it is. Yeah, it's um really character focused, um, which is when Lucasfilm shines, when they're, mm. when, when they're character focused. And, um... I love seeing the personalities of, the, of each of the Bad Batch members shine. We have discussions with other friends, too, where we're, we're talking about kind of, like, placing 
um, each Bad Batch member into, like, categories. And it's, like, it's so easy. Like, let's say we were going to put them into, like, Hogwarts houses. Yeah. Like, there is so much. There is, like, so much background that is put into their character development of each episode that it makes it easy like it really like like you know it's good character writing when it it is easy to place them into different categories like that a hufflepuff when they're giving you that they're giving you that information by telling the story not like by showing you not by telling you kind of thing no, 100%. And, like, that's how this episode opens, like, with replacements, because it opens with Wrecker and Omega just, like, passed out. It's so cute. We have <laughs> banter with Tech and Echo, because Tech is, he just has such a dry sense of humor, and he doesn't always, like, reveal everything that he knows, and it's so funny that they gave Echo to him as a foil, because, like, Echo's, you know, he's worked with regs and, like, all that kind of stuff. And then the reaction to Omega pulling out Crosshair's box and them all just getting really sad because they miss him. That's something I never would have expected from a show like this, to be perfectly honest. They so the replacements really pushed the crosshair isn't here narrative. Yes. yes. Because then later on again, Hunter is talking about each of the Bad Batch's um, skills, like their their unique skills, and he leaves crosshair out. And Omega notices that and says, you know, um, like, I know you miss he's I think she says something like, I know you miss him or something. Yeah, she she's like she's like, and crosshair, like you you can't you can't blame him for for what happened like mm-hmm. i love that she won't let them forget it like she is really adamant that like crosshair is still there and the fact that they're doing that is you know to tell the audience like no matter what you see crosshair do he's he's gonna come back from it like i i fully believe that yeah I, like, sometimes I wonder, like, what is Omega's skill? Because this episode of Replacements really, like, puts pressure on on the audience to be, like, well, Omega is a Bad Batch member. Mm-hmm. What is her special ability? Yeah. Which you had an early interesting theory about that. That she was um, Force-sensitive. Yeah. And, like, and I think, because she seems like an empath to me. Yes. Which is something that is common with Force users. Like, they kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time. And, like, we haven't seen her use any, like, Force abilities, but it's very clear to me that she is very empathic. She's um, very intuitive. Mm -hmm. And you saw that a lot, like, with Cut and Run, because, like, the way she kind of is, like, stealthy and sneaky and can kind of see solutions, I feel like. You see it a lot in this episode, because... Replacements is divided into, like, two parts, because we do get to see Crosshair and, like, what's going on with him, but then it's also our Bad Batch, they crash land on this planet, a, um, what is it, an Ordo Moon Dragon steals, like, a part, and they have to go chase after it, and, like, Omega is the one who, like, really steps up and, like, figures this out, and I don't think any of the other Bad Batch could have done what she does in this episode. Yeah, and, like... I question if she's force sensitive. Like I, I don't know. Do you think that there's a possibility that the intention was to um, make her force sensitive, and it didn't necessarily work completely? And like 
the result of that is that she has some characteristics of like someone who's force sensitive or her midichlorian count is like more than a regular person but maybe not necessarily like super high well like we've encountered characters like this like until episode nine um leia like she knows things she's very intuitive i I would say that she kind of has those qualities as well until episode until episode nine changes that narrative yeah, um, exactly. But then you, like, look at people, like, the Guardians of the Wills kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Characters like that. So I wonder sometimes if maybe she's more along those lines where she's very in tune with the Force, but she's not Force-sensitive. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like that could be a, a skill that could be learned, like, to kind of open yourself up. Because you, you do see that with our characters a little bit. Um, and really what I want is, like her qualities do seem inherently feminine, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just that I hope it's not, well, she's a girl, so she has these, like, girl abilities. Oh. Um, I do not think about it like that. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're doing. I, I think maybe the Kaminoans were, like, introducing this softer feminine side to what could have been a clone soldier, I'm not sure do how they're going to execute the, the, it. Do you think the Caminoans, like, saw the Bad Batch and were like, what are they lacking? Like, they're all testosterone. They're all, like, fight. Like, they're, like, very masculine. Mm-hmm. She does She does add a missing piece. Yeah. That is for sure. She is the missing feminine to the Bad Batch. She is. She really is. So I wonder if, like, do, do they look at creating her because they saw a missing hole in the Bad Batch? Or is this, like, separate? Is this a separate thing completely? Yeah. I, like, obviously we still don't quite know why she was created. I do think that's something we're going to find out. Um, especially with, in this episode, we see a lot of what's going on back on Camino, and, like, they hire in these new like, people to be stormtroopers. Um, there's a lot of talk about what it takes to produce a loyal soldier. And our two, you know, in charge, I can't remember their names. Yeah, um, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're really worried about this, and it's like, well, we make these clones, and we can do all of this stuff, and they clearly have plans. Like, they talk about it at the end, that they need to ensure that their clones remain essential, and clearly yeah. they were doing experiments, and that's what resulted in Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are they still doing? Like, what yeah. are they wanting? Because, like, clearly the Kaminoans have, like, a different agenda than the Empire. Yes. Like, they're separate. They're, like, they're like well, we can't become non-essential to the Empire because then, like, who are we serving? Like, we're not, we're not um, making money anymore. We're not, like, right. what, what, what would we do? So... Obviously, they are continuing to evolve to meet the Empire's needs. Mm -hmm. And, like, and obviously then that brings us to the Mandalorian, like, years later, where they're trying to take Grogu's DNA. But we also don't see any native Kaminoans in the Mandalorian. Like, where did they all go? We see, like, a humanoid, but he has, like that logo on his jacket. So, like, where did the Camino wins go? Yeah. Like, that's the question, right? Like, I feel like maybe that's what the show is going to answer. 
I really like, hope so because that's yeah. interesting. It's that really is, interesting. Like, I I kind of think they're gonna make something, and the Empire's gonna be afraid of it, and yeah. they're going to like take control of the station. And I I'm not quite sure, but. They did mention that Django Fett's, like, original source material is starting to degrade, so if they want to keep making clones, they have to kind yeah. of change up how they do it, and that's also very interesting. So who are they going to clone? They're yeah. going to find someone else to clone? Yeah. And they're also after Omega, like, they want her, ba- her back. Yeah, so clearly she's important, so it's, it's very, there's a lot of interesting things kind of going on yeah. there, and I'm... I never thought that the show was going to do that. I don't know why yeah. I didn't expect it, but I just, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I also wonder if, like, they attempt to make uh, four sensitive clones, but they fail because then by the Mandalorian, they're still kind of attempting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember Star Wars history doesn't work like that, and they don't remember things that happened 20 years earlier. Like, of course, of course. They never do, so it well, doesn't matter. Like, my reasoning, which they might not do, is that maybe that information becomes lost, and mm-hmm. they are trying to recreate whatever they were doing oh, or 100%. something. Oh, 100%. Because if, if like, the Kaminoans go, go extinct or they go missing they might take that info with them. Like, you know, they're like, well, if we're, we're going down, we're taking everything we created with us. Right, yeah. Or it could even be that, like, they're gone and, like, they find old research and maybe that was a theory that they had. Like, if they tried to clone, like, one of the Jedi. This is like Dark Crystal and the and the um, Gelfling, like, it is. going away. Yeah. It is. It's, it's very... I like that. I like how deep that that could possibly go. Um, I think that kind of takes us into the other half of this episode, which is about Crosshair. We see them bring in these new recruits, um, these replacements for the Bad Batch. I was really sad when they all go into the Bad Batch's, like, room, and Crosshair, like, looks at Wrecker's, like, tallies, and he just, like, I don't know, I, he's sad. (laughs) Crosshair? Yes. Okay, but, like, Star Wars is full of sad boys. Like, this, yeah. is, this is the truth. This is the truth. He is our new sad boy. <laughs> like, they're still experimenting on him. They're still trying to figure out, like, if his thing is taking and, like, how he's doing. And they send him and his new team out to kill Saw Gerrera and his followers. And what's interesting is, you know, Saw's gone, obviously. You can't kill Saw because he's in Rogue One. Um, yeah. But they kill everybody else, and all that's left are civilians. And one guy's like, yo, I'm not here to kill civilians. Like, that's not why I signed up for this. Yeah. And we get we get Crosshair's iconic um, good soldiers follow orders. And his music cue is terrifying. Like. The whole scene is terrifying. It's so dark. It is. It's it was so very dark. dark. It it's was very dark. Um, oh, I, gosh. Like, this is something that I was, like, expecting more to see in a book or, like, in... Battlefront gets dark it, like I this. I was going to say, does, does it not it remind felt, you of, like, Inferno Squad? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, this is, like, a precursor to something like Inferno, Inferno Squad, this mm-hmm. group of people. Yeah. Like, Battlefront is dark like this, but Battlefront also is a video game. I, I'm not sure what the rating is on it, if it's um, um, teen, maybe? like It's I, probably teen. I would yeah. imagine it's teen. And, like, so, like, but Bad Batch, like, 
put resistance in front of a kid and you're like, yeah, this is appropriate. And then you put Bad Batch on and you're like, oh, geez, like maybe my child shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. Then they finish resistance and it recommends Bad Batch and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Clone Wars got dark. I think what's interesting with it is that they're trying to make you understand because you get these recruits and really only one of them says anything um, because they're they're talking about like the loyalty of those who willingly exist, you know, like what are they fighting? Um, The one who doesn't want to kill the civilian says like with the Empire, I get paid, I get fed, I have a roof over my head. That's more than the Republic ever did for me, um, which I think is interesting and telling for how the Empire is able to so easily take over. You you really see, like, it's such a bad choice that Crosshair makes, but they keep reminding you when you go back to the Bad Batch that, you know, like, he's one of them. Like, he can't help it. It's part of his programming. And then you see him enter that room and he, like, puts his head in his hands. Like, I feel like if you asked a kid who watched those scenes, they would say that Crosshair's not a bad guy. Or, like, yeah. he's not... he. Like, he's being controlled by the inhibitor. Yeah, I think they would understand that. Mm -hmm. Which is really amazing, like, honestly. Yeah, very clear storytelling. Like, just the acting, like, the subtlety, the the music, the music cues tell you. Mm -hmm. um, Everything just comes together in this show in an an unbelievable way. I can't believe this show is as good as it is. Like, we, like, especially considering, like, the Bad Batch arc in Clone Wars, like, for us, we're, like, we're, like, it's fine. And, like, I, and that's not to, like, diss people who love it because it's just not our thing. Right. We we love character stuff and that's this show. Yeah. Like, that's this show. I, I love stuff that, like, it's, like, not overtly, like... You know, th- this is such a quiet story. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like you know what I mean. Um, well, they're giving they're giving the bad bathroom to breathe. Yeah, in that um, the original like arc of them in the Clone Wars, like it is an arc. Mm-hmm. Like they they are not the main characters. Like you're getting a lot of wrecks. It's it's about going to find Echo. Yeah, like like those episodes. It, it it's a Rex. Arc, yeah, you know, so they're they're like supporting characters, and now mm-hmm. they're fully fleshed out, which is it's just it's so they good get to see. To grow. Like yeah. they, I I love it. Yeah, well, and like this episode ends. Wrecker made Omega a room on the ship. It's really cute. I, they're all like, like her dads. Like she has, <sighs> she has four dads. Four dads. I love it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just like. I'm in love with Wrecker. I just, I'm going to say it. I'm in love with Wrecker. <laughs> I love that each, I think Omega sees each of the four of them, their like strengths and their yeah. like characteristics and they, all the good things about each of them rubs off on her and just. They're all different dads. <sighs> They're all different types of dads. Like it's. <laughs> It's really, really fun. Like, I, I really, really like that they did that. Who's your favorite dad? Uh, oh, it's Wrecker. Okay. <laughs> I know yours is Hunter. <laughs> I know. I'm, like, starting out, we were, like, tech, tech, tech. Like, we love tech. But, um, 
Oh man. I probably Hunter. like I probably like Tech and Echo the same be- because yeah. they are so funny together. Mhm. Because they're like two falls together. Well, like when they crash on this planet, he's like they're like we need repairs and he's like we're fine. It's not going to hit anything critical. And then like they start to crash and they're like I thought it wasn't critical and they're like it's it's not affecting life support. It's like we're fine. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just I don't know. And, like, Echo freaks out about it. It's yeah. it's hilarious. Like, Hunter, I really like their dynamic. Hunter is a dad. He, I've said it before. He does things to me. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he ignites that, like, primal, like, <laughs> yeah, need to find dad. Mm. <laughs> um, moving into the next episode, Hunter... He looks so like a dad when he's wearing his civilian attire and the forearms are out. Oh my god. <laughs> Does he not look like a dad who's yeah. like at Home Depot? <laughs> like I can't believe the other day like I like literally said wife me about a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> say that every time you watch this show, Alex. Every time. I say it every time Hunter's <laughs> on screen. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, like, we will raise Omega together, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's a single dad in the need of a, of a mother. <laughs> um, but, like we said, they, they crashed before, they kind of fixed their ship, and now they need to set down again because they're, they're out of supplies, they gotta do some more repairs, they gotta fix their... They gotta scramble their their code, or you know, I'm a fake fan. I, I know Star Wars t- terminology, <laughs> um, but I I really love this because they go into this populated planet and they're really doubling down on that um, Batu aesthetic. Like it looks like Galaxy's yeah, Edge. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. This is wait Pantora, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it I, it just it looks really nice. I love lived in. I lived in it. Yes, mm-hmm. lived in. But that 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 goes to how expensive looking this show is. Yes, it looks like um, the Siege of Mandalore every episode. It really does. Yeah, like, they like they're not half-assing this show on no. any account. It's very like, they're expensive. All in. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm like honestly so so floored and so shocked by it every single time. I really like though um they so Omega, Hunter and Echo go they have to get money first and Hunter sells Echo for money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to he, Echo knows he's worth more than 2k credits you wrote in the notes <laughs> he does he's like he's like don't sell me and he's like oh you know like I'll give you the signal you'll be fine he's like fine but I'm worth more than 2,000 credits <laughs> it's just he's so nonchalant about it when he breaks out later he's just like hey you got me for a bargain my dude <laughs> I just, it's so, so cute. Um, but the main thing in this episode is that we get the return of Fennec from The Mandalorian. And she I thought is you were going to say hunt. the return of Buggles. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully expecting you to say the return of Buggles. Like, I completely forgot that Fennec was, like, the main point of this episode. <laughs> Um, 
species. <laughs> this could be like Buggles, like mom. Yeah, maybe <laughs> or like grandma or something. Yeah, I can't believe grandparents because there's two. I'm not okay. Maybe they they create Buggles' parent. Is this like a can you feel the love tonight? Like, is that what we were about to see? <laughs> um, can you but, feel the buggles tonight? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. The I remember so clearly when they introduced buggles in Resistance. Because, like, you either loved him or you hated him. Did people hate him? Yeah, Kate did. Really? Yeah. Because oh. he's creepy. He's got like weird legs. He does have weird legs, but it's Star Wars. Like, you he know barks how many, like, like a dog. I, I, don't I know. was like completely, I, I, I would completely lose track of it. I tried to count the amount of characters have weird legs in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Buggles is like a little Pomeranian. That's what I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yes, we do get Buggles. Um, But Finnick is also here. (laughs) Obviously. Like, I can't... And I I rewatched this episode. Like, I... uh... I know Fennec. <laughs> Listen, Alex had her, her vaccine the other day. She's still a little foggy. Yeah, I got I got vaccinated yesterday. So I'm a little uh, foggy vaccine brain. I don't know if that's an excuse or not. Um, um Tell me yeah. about tell me about Fennec. Tell me about her look. I don't like how she looks. Yeah. I think she looks really good. Um, like her body, her costume, her helmet with her helmet on, she looks really good. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the face looks like Ming Now Wen like at all. No, like I kept thinking it was the eyes, but when she puts her helmet on, her eyes look great. No, no, so no. it's it, the jaw. She, is it the like, jaw? I, th- I really think it's the jaw. Like it is is so big, and like Ming Na Wen does not have such like a wide set jaw. Yeah, it, like this is just about like the likeness not looking like Ming Na Wen. Yeah, that, it, that's my issue. It's it's strange. If she wasn't dressed like Finnick, I wouldn't. I don't yeah. think I'd know who that was. Oh my gosh! If she had a different costume, I don't yeah. think I would. I mean, after a little bit, I'd be like, okay, that's Mingna Wen's voice. Well, yeah, like, it's recognizably like Mulan. Also, like her, she doesn't yeah. change her her voice very much from her Mulan voice. So, like, yeah, I just it, I don't know why she looks like that. It is kind of funny that she doesn't have a different costume. Because I, I, when I was watching it again, I'm like, how old is she? It's, like, 20 years later before, I mean. Yeah, so, like, how old would she be here? She must be really young. She's she's probably... She has to be, like, a teenager. Well, Ming-Na Wen is around 50, I think. Is she really? She looks amazing. Let me see. She is? 57! <gasps> she's 57? Yeah! Oh, my God! So she like looks that amazing. Was, so like, let's say like if the Bad Batch is 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 it twenty years before the Mandalorian? I, I'm not going to do yeah, the math. I would say, That's my I would guess. Say around. That's ish. my guess without mathing it. Um, so that would put her in her thirties if we're going by Ming Na Wen's age for Fennec. I was literally going to say that Ming Na Wen was like thirty eight. <laughs> That's yeah. what she looks like to me. I know. I know. Like, so let's say like. Even, even let's say she passes for 40 in The Mandalorian. Yeah, so she could be, She'd like, be 20s, like, 20s, like, young 20s. Like, yeah. a- anywhere in there. Like, wow. Like, I she's just... been she's been bounty hunting for a long time. Or, like, assassinating for a like, long time. Wow. Like, okay, I want her book. 
like that's amazing give me um, your secrets yeah tell me your secret that's why her hair is so long it's full of secrets <laughs> <laughs> um i i was excited to see her just because like we knew she was gonna be in the show and from the looks of it she's gonna be it's gonna be like a recurring thing that she's after omega like, we're going to see her multiple yeah. times. I'm excited because then that means she'll probably get to interact with tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those of you guys who don't know, um, us and Caitlin from Sky Talkers um, are the only members of the ship Technic. Are we the only members? I, we shouldn't be. There should be It's a more. good ship. Because, I mean, there was no interaction this episode. But, like, um, we spoke to Caitlin about it. And Caitlin was like, well... Tech did see her on the cameras, like was watching her on the cameras. It's voyeurism. It's voyeurism. Like. Um, yeah, no. And then I was like, I'm going to be basic and say, I don't know. I was getting some vibes with Hunter, but she was the only one he interacted with. So I'm I'm basic. Yeah, se, like so. I'm not going to go there because I... I know I hunters for you. I know. No, no, <laughs> no. That's was that's not what I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say I I have a weird feeling that there is gonna be a character coming for him oh. that we will ship with, like ship him with. I don't know, like if it'll be a canon couple, but I just like have a weird feeling that there is gonna be a character that we're all gonna latch onto shipping Hunter with. I mean, I do know. Y- you and your feelings are normally pretty accurate. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's like how I predicted that Leslie Odom Jr. was going to be in Knives Out. This is very true. Yeah. This is very true. So I just have a weird feeling there's going to be like a one-off character in an episode coming up and everyone's going to go crazy and ship them. And there's going to be no grounds for it. But, like, everyone's just going to, like, we latch onto the ship. Who needs grounds for a ship? <laughs> we ship Finnick and Tech. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Grounds. <laughs> they don't even need to speak to each other. Like, <laughs> I just, that's, I have, like, a feeling. And, like, there's so many more episodes to go. Because um, how many episodes are there in this season? There's, like. Like, 16? Like yeah, so we got 12 more episodes to go. There's going to yeah. be someone. Yeah. No. There's going to be someone. I don't know, like, what gender this person's going to be. I don't know. I just, I have it could a could be feeling. any gender. We talked I, about I that. Just, <laughs> I just have a feeling. Yeah, no. That's interesting, though. I'm, so now we, we all got to be on the lookout. Because we never know. For this character. For this character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, basically, this episode is mostly that chase scene with, Finnick and Omega and Hunter and Wrecker comes in a little bit. It's really well done. You get to see a lot of the city I really like. Mm-hmm. My favorite part, though, is when they're looking at the videos and Tech's like, oh, I found Omega. She's hanging in the skyway. And Hunter's like, hanging? <laughs> like, what a dad. <laughs> it just felt like such a dad moment. Like, he is so protective. I love how naturally he fell into the dad. Yeah. He is... Like, it's not like he's had experience. It's just natural. It's like one of his skills that the Camino's gave him. To be a dad. Oh, it's his destiny. He's more of a natural dad than um, the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Like, he is so much more naturally good at being a father than Din. I just swooned for a second. Could you imagine Hunter with, like, a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? 
has one of those like um like the baby front, Bjorn. Like yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's weird. I like <laughs> He would be, like, one of those dads who would go, like, jogging with the baby stroller and he's, like, shirtless. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just got the weirdest thought in my head. Oh, no. Like, this, this, this podcast is so off the walls. I just got, got the thought of, like, Hunter being the bachelor. Oh, <laughs> The bad bachelor? <laughs> I feel like I need to make this like edit now like with him with like a rose watch me like the rest of my Sunday night spent making like a photoshop edit of like bad bachelor you need to draw this (laughs) can be the logo for our bad patch episode oh my god no but like back Okay, let's, like, stop giggling about it for a second, but, like... Okay, now we're serious. Hunter, as The Bachelor. <laughs> and, like, his thing would be he's a single dad. Like, you know how no, all yeah, The Bachelors yeah, exactly. like, have like, a thing? Like, his stats. Yeah, he's it's, like, dad. single dad. Um, former military. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Like, yes. I'm... Yes. <laughs> like, he's looking for someone to be, like, a good partner to take care of his... Omega. This is... To just make an even more off-the-wall thing more off-the-wall, <laughs> Alex, have you ever heard of the video game Dream Daddy? No. <laughs> this is like a sim. It was... Well, it's a it's a dating simulator. Yeah. Um, it was made by the Game Grumps. You're okay. a dad with this teenage daughter, and you get to date other dads. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what the bad batch reminds me of. Oh my god. Because <laughs> they're all dads. <laughs> this feels like one of our best episodes. We've just like gone <laughs> off the rails. Man, but, we, like, should, you we should just know record in the evenings. I was just... going to say, I was going to say that you know for a fact that no other podcast is reporting the bad batch like we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is nobody else. Talking about the bad bachelor. Like we are unique. <laughs> Honestly, it's because the sun is going down. Alex, we should just record in the evenings. <laughs> yeah, didn't we record in the evenings last time and it was like weird too? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because we had to redo it. It wasn't the last episode, it was like the oh, one before that. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what it is. I get. If I have to like Crazy. do something when the sun's mm-hmm. going down, I get like really high. We're like werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna circle it back around to furries, Alex. Don't do that. <laughs> well, um, you've been like into like werewolf stuff lately. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that does bring us to the end of uh, that episode, which was called Corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Bad Batch escapes. Um, Finnick is like, you win this round. Like, yeah. she's clearly going to continue to look for him and be a recurring character and meet back up with Tech. Yeah, um, and like, I mean, you see in, in Mandalorian, she's good at tracking. Yeah. which But I'm, we also know the Hunter is good at tracking. I was going to say, so, I'm like, wow, something that they have in like common. It's like really like, um, 
like catch me if you can like catch me if you can kind of thing like ooh like a cat and mouse yeah ooh I was gonna say like you know they have weird bachelor dates like maybe they go hunting <laughs> together <laughs> oh my gosh okay um do you have anything else about the bad batch no these two episodes <laughs> um I I need you to make that that edit <laughs> I want to see <laughs> Hunter with the rose it's like you know like all the promotional posters for like the beginning of a new season of the bachelor yes. where they're just like posing with their rose like yes. that's what i'm in, that's what i'm picturing like on a white background with like the logo but it says the bad bachelor instead of just the bachelor if i'm I, like literally speak, gonna go I'll do that suspended. right now <laughs> what nothing you I, was just say about, later? I was just thinking about how gentle hunter is oh my god <laughs> Okay. All right. This is this isn't lipstick and lightsabers after dark. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no. Well, you know him. He's just he's just very gentle. I don't. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but anyway, so that was um, recruits and cornered. Um, we will be back next time with the next two episodes of the Bad Batch. Um, pretty much, we're going to be covering the Bad Batch pretty exclusively, other than for book content, probably. Um, once we get into July, we'll be reviewing, um, the new Higher Public stuff that comes, that comes out. But that is going to do it for this episode. If you would like to come, keep the conversation going, I mean, honestly, I would love to hear everybody's thoughts about The Bad Bachelor. And, like, if you feel so inclined to write fan fiction about The Bad Bachelor. Please share it with us. Share it with us. Like, Listen, if you I write, will read that. If I you write any that. Bad Batch fan fiction, like, just send it our way. Like, yeah. I'm I'm looking for it. I should, like, I don't know why I haven't. Like, yeah. I've been looking for no, that's weird you. Pixar fan fiction. Like, <laughs> that's why you've been distracted. <laughs> and, like, I haven't been reading weird Pixar fan fiction. I just get entertainment just the tags. out of finding weird tags. Yeah, just the just the tags. I, I yeah. mean, if you ever, I mean, the internet's a weird place, but if you're in for a laugh, just <laughs> the tags are really funny. Um, but, yes, that is going to do it for this episode. You can find us pretty much always on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.